Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. My name is Bad, Brian Anthony Davis. Tone Deaf is with me. Tony Defio, as we're parting like it's 1969, not 1979, <laughs> not 1999. 1999 wasn't the best season, but Prince made it fun to think about. Um, but 1969 was a rough year. It's funny because that team went one and 13 that year this team is 11 and two and we're freaking out and i get it we're freaking out because there's a lot of problems that came to the surface but what i'm saying there's a lot of even though a lot of things need rectified there is a chance to rectify this so i would not freak out yet this is a team in the playoffs this is a team that has a history of fighting through adversity. So I'm really excited to see what they can do. As Mike Tomlin said last week, excited about smiling in the face of adversity. Well, I'm still seeing frowns. So let's smile and see what happens. Now, Tony, I asked you a question before we got started. And the question that I asked you is if you were going to scapegoat somebody on the offensive side of the ball, it could be a player, it could be a coach, it could be whoever you want. It could be a scheme. It could be a unit. What's the biggest problem right now that has to be fixed immediately? And if it's fixed, the Steelers will be okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you gave me some choices because I, I think it's the scheme. Honestly, I, I, I'm just this short passing game. I've never been so sure of anything in, in a long time. It's not working. I mean, every, every time these guys catch a ball, it's like there's, it feels like there's 10 defenders around them. So that has to be rectified. And, and I think the way you do that, is 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 opening things up and if you open things up it's gonna it's, it's gonna fix a lot of the things how many how, how often last year did we did we make fun of macy rudolph for the uh 
the minus two yard passes, you know, like the passes behind the line of scrimmage. And we thought, well, once Ben is back, it's going to fix everything because uh, on reputation alone. So I think it's the scheme. Uh, so they have to fix that. And, and that encompasses a lot of different people. Like that encompasses Ben and Fickner, Matt Canada, if you want to throw him in there, whoever, they have to get together and, and change this around before, before, it's, uh, before the playoffs roll around. You know, I'm seeing a lot of things about uh, there's some scuttlebutt, and I'm not paying complete attention to the live chat. Um, trying to do the show and do that. I'm uh, not the best multitasker, I will tell you that. My wife tells me that. Jeff Hartman tells me that. And I, I own it. But I'm looking through and I'm noticing some people saying that, you know, it's time to get rid of Ben. <laughs> Look, hey, Ben was gone last season, and this team was 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. I understand it. You've we got to remember that there was a reason this team was 11 and 0. It's not just because of who they played, because they played some good teams in there and beat some beat some teams in there too. But Ben had it had it cooking, but the running game was also cooking too. So when you say scheme, I get it. If you want to talk about Ben and his 40 million dollar hit in 2021, and everybody's loving on Sam Darnold, I love Sam Darnold. But I don't care about 2021 right now. I care about 2020, and exactly. I care about about making this so much better. So, um, but you know, I get it. I definitely get it. My good buddy Mike Scott. I'm going to bring him up here. He's suggesting we should punt on first down every single time. <laughs> no, Mike, we're not going to do it. But probably one of the uh, one of the smartest football names that I know uh, minds is my good friend Mike. So, uh, but I, I love that. Uh, yeah, Jordan Berry, uh, man, he punted way too often yesterday. And yeah. boy, if, if you want a even more tired defense, do that. We'll we'll be playing with uh, me and you out there, and exactly. uh, and Mike, who who was a good linebacker back in his day, uh, we might have to bring him in. Yeah, I don't have the range I used to, so I don't know how good that would that would work, how much that would work. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's it, you can't. Sorry, go ahead. I I I run the forty forty. <laughs> I, I could run the 40 in, in uh, 40 seconds. So um, Jeremy A.H. gives us $5. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I knew it was going to be a bad game when the very first play was a DJ drop pass. Painful game to try and watch, but still 11-2 and two and things can be fixed. Thank you, Jeremy. I should pay you $5 for that. That was – I'm glad you said that. Tony, things can be fixed. We've seen the Steelers fix, but – we haven't seen this many problems, right? I believe in my heart that Cincinnati could be a fix it game. It could be a cure all game. You've got Indianapolis coming up. That's a weird team. And then you've got Cleveland and hopefully that game doesn't matter. My thought is if you win the next two games, you can feel better going into the playoffs. Exactly. If you look at the playoffs right now, the Steelers would be playing the Miami Dolphins at home if it ended today. Would you take that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, provided provided they 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 they're having things figured out by then, and that's what I mean. People are talking about next year, and Matthew Stafford. I saw I saw that in the live chat, and of course Sam Darnold and and, and fire this one and and cut that one. But this is a great opportunity for them. Still, they're eleven and two. This is a golden opportunity. Uh, and, and I, four years ago, I mentioned that, uh, they, they got their act together. They, they, they got well playing a, a, a really crappy Browns team that would go on to win one game all year. 
So that's kind of what you have with the Bengals, you know, and, and in that Browns game, that's when they figured out, okay, we're, we're just going to ride with Le'Veon Bell because they, their receivers were hurt other than Antonio Brown, uh, Darius Green, all those guys uh, were hurt that year. Uh, he was a tight end, but you know, they, 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 they were limited and, and they figured out a way to, to win and, and they found, and they found it in that Browns game. So uh, this could be a game, this Bengals game coming up next Monday, uh, a way for them to figure some things out and get well and figure out what, how they can, how they can address things moving forward. Yeah, that's, that's a really good thought there too, Tony. I, I do appreciate you saying that. Um, this is a great question. Wes Hickok, a, uh, Big contributor to our shows over the years. Appreciate them. Serious talk. Should the training staff be a concern? Man, the same guys every season seem to be injured. Hmm. You know what? A lot of guys are getting hurt all the time. Um, do we have a problem with the trainers, Tony? Or is this just the fact that people are getting hurt and they're beat up? Yeah, I just think I just think it's these are freak things. I mean, I got a torn pectoral muscle. I mean, you know, I, I mean, what kind of training is going to prevent that or, or, or the ACL? I mean, those are, are, are non-contact injuries. I, I don't know how, I mean, who's a better athlete than Bud Dupree? I mean, that guy was a, he really turned himself into a great athlete in recent years and, and, and he just suffered a torn ACL uh, doing, you know, doing nothing. I mean, I mean, I mean, no, no, uh, uh, just, just running, you know, trying to, trying to make a play. He, he didn't like stumble or anything. He just tried to make a play and he hurt himself. So I don't know if training, if, if the trainers are an issue, I just think it's, like you said, it could be the rigors of, of, of trying to play a long season and no training, no, no true training camp, or at least not the kind you had in the past. I, I don't, I don't think it's a trainer issue. I think it's just, these are, these are freakishly great and fast and big athletes. And, and, uh, you know, maybe their bodies aren't meant to move uh, the way the way you know, put themselves through what they do every, every Sunday. Maxwell McCormick. Thanks, Max. He says, guys, Ben is killing us. Are you watching the games? He's part of the reason we're so limited on offense. Uh, I got to be honest with you, Tony. Maxwell's right. I watched the Hallmark channel last night. I didn't watch this game. So I'm just uh, reading everything in box scores and uh, trying to figure out what's happening from them. Um, also, I'm uh, you know, streaming The Mandalorian on uh, Disney Plus and uh, watching old fresh uh, Prince uh, reruns on uh, HBO Max. So yeah, I, I really don't watch the game. See, so you're not qualified to comment on on yesterday's game. No, I, I, yeah. I'm really not. Um, yeah, well, 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 well. I was watching. I was watching OJ twenty five. It's pretty, actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know more about that, but I got to get back to this game. Yeah, see, Max, I get it. Ben's killing us. I think the running game is killing us even more. I think Ben is fine. I think the running game. You get back to the running game to uh, set up more opportunities downfield. He's not getting those opportunities downfield right now. He's getting the ball out really fast. I still think Ben could be okay for this team. Uh, not just okay. Gosh, scratch that. Clip, clip. Let's just say this. I think Ben could be great for this team. I, a month ago, nobody was caring about the way Ben was playing. Right. Everything is falling apart right now. And that's why I brought up the scapegoat question, because everybody has a different scapegoat here. The offensive line is not opening holes for the running game. The running game is not, uh, they're not quick enough right now. 
to uh, get through the holes that are open or go around ends. So I think there's a lot of problems there. A lot of people are saying, uh, I, I don't even know this name. I'm going to try it. Squanchy? I think it's Squanchy. Squanchy says coaching. Yeah, I, I think I think coaching's a problem. Now, Dave Schofield took some flack yesterday on the uh, post-game show in a comment that I thought was absolutely right on when he said, yes, this is on Mike Tomlin, but it's on Mike Tomlin to keep his other coaches accountable. It's not right. a Mike Tomlin problem as much as it is the other coaches. And I agree with that completely because this is a scheme. I remember the 2013 Baltimore Ravens, or actually 2012 Baltimore Ravens, around week 11, they fired their offensive coordinator that was uh, Cam Cameron at the time and brought in Jim Caldwell. And what happened? They won the Super Bowl with that team late. They made a change because they didn't like the offensive scheme, what was going on with that team. They caught fire as well. I'm not saying to fire Randy Feetner. I want to go back to Dave's comment, which I love Dave's comment. He said this, look, you said if you don't, Tomlin said, if you don't catch the football, we're going to find someone else that can catch the football. He did that. He was accountable. He took out Deontay Johnson, gave him a chance. He brought him back in. What happened? Deontay Johnson played better. Yes. Same with Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron had that one big drop. He came back in. He played better. He wasn't out nearly as long, but he did He did have some time on the pine in number 89. Vance McDonald was in there. Here's the problem. Randy Feetner, and if it's not Randy Feetner, if Ben Roethlisberger is making these decisions, then you have that very difficult conversation that says, look, we have got to change things. We've got to change what we're doing. We're Everyone's saying we're predictable. Guess what? We're predictable. It's your job to fix this. It's my job to tell you to fix it. And that's true. Mike Tomlin's job is not to go ahead and fix the offensive coordinator, fix the offensive scheme. He's there to fix the offensive coordinator. Right. So the offensive coordinator fixes the scheme. Right. Same with the defense. I'm giving the defense a pass yesterday. I don't think it was a problem with the scheme on defense. I think it was a problem with COVID. I think it was a problem with injuries. I think it was a problem with them being gassed on defense, and it was tough. Um, I want you to continue. We're, we've got about uh, five minutes left in the show. What I would like to see is uh, throw in more questions. So if you've got any questions, please feel free to uh, send them in. I want to bring this one up because we were just talking about scheme. Faceless Man says, personnel packages choices have been terrible Eric B. Enemy would never have Kelsey and Hill on the bench for third and long. So why are we putting these stupid personnel packages out on possession downs? He's talking about having Jalen Samuels in there in situations, not having the big guys in there. Good comment, faceless man. Tony, what's your thoughts on that? I agree. I agree. I mean, I, you're four deep at receiver. You have you have Ebron. I mean, I realize that the, those guys were, were 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 being disciplined yesterday because of the the drops, but you have. You're four deep at receiver, and you and you have a, a basically a, another receiver at tight end. Uh, you know you could have have those guys in there instead of Jalen Samuels. I mean, he's a nice player, but he's not a he's not a game breaker. He's not anybody who's going to help you win, win win any games. Uh, so that yeah, why why are they doing that? Why why are they putting these guys in there? And people keep talking about Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, I I mean, 
he he's okay as uh you know on the jet sweeps and everything, but I don't I don't, I don't know how much of a receiver he is. So when when these guys come in there, they they, they kind of know that they're gonna they're gonna go to them. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I think they should they should again. You have to simplify what you're doing in a, in a certain like, at least when it comes to personnel uh, over these last few weeks and try to just find something that works. AJ Gavin Anthony, a uh, fine contributor to the show. Ask bad, did the drop issues end? I didn't watch the second half. I don't blame you. If I didn't have to watch the second half, uh, which I did watch the second half, I watched the entire game. If I didn't have to do a show afterwards, I wanted to go to bed. But uh, I'm there till the end. Um, even if even if I could go to bed, I wasn't going to because I kept on having hope that they were going to get it together. Um, they got better. When... Deontay Johnson got back in. He secured the ball so much better. I think the anything that uh, fell to the turf, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you will, but anything that fell to the, the turf in the last uh, half of the game was more of uh, just a connection issue, and it wasn't because of bad hands. There's a difference in drops. There's, uh, there's those 50-50 balls that um, – there's balls that are knocked out of your right. hands by a, a defensive back and the best, the best receiver in the, the best set of hands, the best receiver in the world isn't going to catch that ball. If someone's slapping it away and they get in there, that's, right. that's the difference we're talking about. I throw the ball to you. It hits your hands. You cannot secure it. It falls to the turf. That's, that's the big drop issue. Um, mm -hmm. Deontay didn't have one again after the first two, which were egregious. They were terrible. Yes. Um, and Mike Tomlin had to take him out, and he did. I'm very glad. I was thinking the entire time. I was. Uh, I did not tweet this out but because uh, I was too lazy to, but I was going to – they need to bring him back in because he does so much as far as an athletic standpoint when he does get the ball. However, the drops have to be fixed, and that sent the ultimate message. My problem – was why was the message not received before that game? Yeah. Why did it have to take the punishment? I say this to my 11-year-old or my 13-year-old all the time. Why do I have to yell at you to stop fighting with each other? Why do I have to scream at you and take your iPad away to go ahead and take the garbage out or empty the dishwasher? Why does it have to get to that? Yeah. So that's that's yeah. basically that's I'm what gonna... I'm going for there. And we don't know if it if it worked uh, yet anyway with Deontay Johnson. I mean, it's a small, as I say, it's a small sample size. So we'll, I guess, we'll find out moving forward if he if he got that message. But he certainly got the message uh, after he came back in. We've got a couple more super chats to take care of. Uh, two of uh, two of BTSC favorites who are always here: Isaac Aguilera, five dollars. Why can't we tell Ben? Hey, we are going to run more out of I formation, throw out of it as well. Tired of running out of the gun. We talked about that a little bit earlier, Isaac. Thank you so much for the contribution. That They're kind of a double-edged sword there, Tony. The reason I think there's a double-edged sword, you risk getting him hurt more, and it throws off what they've worked on. But I think at this point, you go for the risk, and and uh, you hope that, that uh, this offense is able to keep him going keep him upright the offensive line you know he got sacked twice yesterday but that was the first time in almost 250 dropbacks that yeah. that he got sacked so i get 
everything you're saying there. I'm tired of them running out of the gun too. I think it helps. It's masking some more problems as far as, uh, and it's trying to keep him safer, but safe doesn't win it. So there you go. Kathy Ford, what would each of you do first if you ran the Steelers? Hmm. The first thing I do, Tony, is I would get rid of these uh, rounded numbers and go back to the blocks of the 70s. But uh, that, that I don't think that's the question here. The first thing I would do if I ran the Steelers right now, I mean, I guess that's if I'm the head coach, I, uh, I do exactly what I was preaching earlier. And I, uh, you have one of those uh, come to heaven talks and uh, with the offensive coordinator, with the quarterback, and say, "Look, we only've got, we only have three regular season games left to get to the playoffs, and we know how to write this ship right now." You also have Sean Surrett in there. You have the running backs. You you have uh, the running backs in there too, and you find a way to fix this entire problem. And it starts with scheme. That's what you said with scheme. That's what I do, Tony. What would you do? Yeah, I would. I would. It comes back to finding a formula that works for you down the stretch, and, and doesn't matter what it is. It just has to work. It, it has to be something you're comfortable with. Uh, whether you're, you know, Ben, Randy, Fickner, the receivers, the, the whole bunch, you just have to find something that works, like they did in 2016 with Le'Veon Bell. Find something that works, stick with it, perfect it, and 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 obviously, you know, expand it when the time comes. You don't want to be too predictable, but you have to find something that works, and it can't be. You can't be, uh, you have to, instead of at this point, you, you just have to find your, your formula and not, and not just do what you've been doing up until now, because it was, it worked over the first, uh, 11 games. You have to do, you have to find a way to, to get through these next three games and the playoffs. That's what, that's really the only thing that matters right now. Not what worked in October. It's what's going to work in December. Double HH says, I just feel like birching. I hope that's not a typo. I hope <laughs> he put birching in because that's really funny if it is. I might use that son of a birch about everything today. Russian hackers, lame offensive players, and my wife and girlfriend are all open to criticism today. He's got a wife and a girlfriend. I, wow. Good wow. For you, man. I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, uh, Russian hackers might not be your worst problem, buddy, if you've got a yeah. wife and a girlfriend. Yeah, speaking um, of double-edged swords, that's a having <laughs> a wife and a girlfriend. That's a double-edged sword. I might, yeah. I love it. Um, great comment. Jason Lewis, you're right on, man. Offensive line is not run blocking well, and it's not. Um, definitely isn't. Mark Tobin asked this question. Why are we not going deep middle to Clay? and Ebron. I think they tried to do that a little bit more with Ebron. I'm wondering about Claypool. I heard he was not feeling well before the game. I'm wondering if he's hit that rookie wall. Tony, thoughts? Yeah, I I, I can't figure out any any reason. I mean, he, I think he's their most potent offensive weapon. Uh, the only thing I could think of is is he's just like you just said, he's worn out. He's it's, he's a rookie and, he, and he's wearing down. It's the only thing I can think of, or there's some injury that we're not aware of. Absolutely. So um running out of time here. And um Snowman says whatever happened to reading my super chat. Snowman, I lost it. And remember what I said about uh my multitasking, it's not that good. So I do apologize that I missed it. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and uh not throw up the money, but throw up your question or your chat. 
and give it to me and I will read it before the end of the show. So I do apologize for that. It's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, we got. That's, that's my fault too. And uh, I, a bunch I of. It I did, so. It's my so, job to, to notice those things too. So it's not just Brian's fault. Oh, I, I'll take the blame, but thank you. I, I do appreciate it. So yeah, Snowman, throw that back up. And uh, while we're uh, wrapping things up, I will definitely get that on. So I appreciate it. So just go ahead and type that in. As soon as it comes up, I got you. So Tony, what I want to say here is we've got a game next week at this time. So there's not going to be a hangover next Monday, but there is going to be a, sh- a hangover on Tuesday. And hopefully it's a really good hangover. But I got to tell you, we had close to 200 people in the live chat here. And we have a bunch more that we're welcoming in on Facebook. So I'm going to thank all of you, whether you're new to this show or whether you've been around a long time, like the snowmans, like the big Mars, like the Cathy's and the Isaacs and the Wes's. So um, if you have, we appreciate it. Appreciate that you've been here for a long time. If you're brand new, we want you to be here for a long time. We want to know your name just like that, and we will. Because when I look at all these names in the live chat, I look at a family, and the family to me is important because just as we lean on our Steeler family, or excuse me, just as we lean on our regular family, and uh, that's something that I'm going to be doing as soon as I get off the show. Not because of the Steelers. I have some uh, family family issues to take care of. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm going to say it. My uh, my 14 year old godson and nephew, who uh, um, who I love dearly, lost his dog today. Oh, I know geez. that I know it's just it's it's a dog, and I get it. He watched his dog run out in traffic. He is oh. he's having a terrible time of it, and That's horrible. and I'm going to go and be there so he can lean on me. One of the biggest Steeler fans you're ever going to meet. Uncle taught him well. So I need to go be there for him. I know sometimes something like that pales into comparison to a family member, losing a family member or a friend or a tragedy. I know that. I know a football game pales in comparison to everything we just said too. But as a family here, as a Steeler BTSC family, when it's going bad, we need to be with each other just as much as we need to be with each other when it's going good. So when I'm hungover from a bad game and I come in here and I see all these names and then I see someone like Brad Jewett that says, hey, we're going to be fine. It's going to be all right. And I didn't bring it up. He wrote, love you all. It's going to be okay. Hey, I love you all. And I thank you for being my Steeler family. And I appreciate all of you. Let's read Snowman here. I'd rather be 11 and... Two, then 0-12 just asked the Jets if they would like to switch records. Snowman, $5, thanks so much. You know, unfortunately, some people in the live chat would want that 0-12 because they want Trevor Lawrence. But really, I'm glad to be 11-2, and I agree with you completely. Um, thanks so much for that, Snowman. Uh, Tony, any lo- any last uh, thoughts? I, I echo Snowman's sentiments. Uh, I mean, as I said earlier, we have a, they have a great opportunity to turn this around and, and do something special. And and just think of the last two Decembers, how how awful it was at the end of the year when they missed the playoffs. And we were we were hoping and praying for for you know the 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 uh, the Texans to care in that last game against the Titans in order to help the Steelers get in. And the year before the Browns that they, they had to win 
in order for the Steelers to make the playoffs. They don't have to worry about the, the, that this year. They're in. All they have to do now is find a way to to to, to become a, a, a true contender. Or, or, or by the time the playoffs start and, and, and then they can make some real magic happen. So it's a great opportunity as, as Bill Cower would say, you can't, you can't take it for granted and, and, and you have to, you have to do your best to, to take advantage of it. And I think, I think they're going to do their best to at least try to take advantage of it. So I want to leave us with this super Steelers. All the TV talking heads have pretty much written off the Steelers after this loss. I want to ask each and every one of you, are you going to do that too? No, you're not. I know you're not because you come back every week, even though you feel demoralized about that loss last week and that loss last night. You believe in this team. I believe in this team. Um, Tom Vallejo wishes Cower would come back. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love Cower, but I love me Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is the one guy right now that could get this job done. Oh, absolutely. If, uh, Jerry Cherry Band mentioned that the Jets might get Cower. Cower said pretty much no to that, but I got to tell you, if they did, I'd be a Jets fan because I love me some Bill Cower. You know that. But I think once again, Mike Tomlin is the is the guy for this. So let's go get it next week. I'm telling you, this team can get it together and write this chip, write this ship. Let's believe. I want to thank everybody for. Everybody, that uh, the kind words about my nep- nephew's dog. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. This is football, and this is our love. So, guess what? We're going to uh, we're going to follow our love until the end, and we'll talk to you next week, my friends. For Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad, and just when you think you know all the answers, we keep changing the questions. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, I love you, baby. We'll talk to you later. See you next week. Believe fans, we got this. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. 
Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.